Welcome back to Woman Yoimi. Today we're continuing to learn. Learning in the merit of the Chayalim. Learning the merit to all the hostages to come home safely and for all Am Yisrael that we should be We began a Gemara yesterday talking about the rules of learning Megillah and we mentioned a Megillah must be read in order. Within that, we also talked about other things that had to be read in sequence, Halal and Shemones Now we're going and Shema. Important. So we're going to open up talking about Shema. Says the Gemara as follows. Krishma. How do we know Shema must be read in order? Ditani, we learned from the following Brahisma, Krishma Kiksava. Rabbi Yehudah, Rabbi Yehudah, Rabbi Yehudah is of the opinion, Krishma must be recited as it is written, i.e. in Hebrew. Krishma can be read in any language. My time with the Rebbe, how does Rebbe know? Why does Rebbe think Krishma can only be read in Hebrew? He learns that a Pasuk, on my the Pasuk says, V'hoyu, v'hoyu, and it shall be, v'havyus you, meaning it should be as it is right now, that is in Hebrew. Rebbe, my time, why Rebbe, and say can be read in any language? Amr, kra, shema. What does shema mean? Shema means here. Or if you're Rebbe Sachs, listen. The whole Lashen, Shad, Shemay, in any language you can hear. Meaning to say, it can be read in any language. So, as Rebbe says, use the word, utilize the word v'hoyu to say it shall be in this language that it's written, I Hebrew, the rabbis say, no, Shema, any language you understand. So now we have to ask a very simple question. Well, they each quoted different words to explain how they came to their respective shittas. What would they do with, what do they do with the extra word? Meaning, according to Rebbe, it does indeed say Shema. So if he's not going to learn to say Shema in any language, what does he use Shema for? He needs that when you say Shema, you have to make it audible. You have to hear what you're saying. You can't just... I whisper there, you have to whisper it. Shema, Yisrael, Shem, Gid, Shem, Echad. Rabban is very my, come on, come on. According to rabbis, what, where, where do they, um, what, 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 what do they hold? Sakara Shema, Veloish Milazno, Yatsa. They believe that if one says Shema without making it audible, they still fulfill their obligation. Halachically, we should make it audible, but if we don't, we have the rabbis to rely on. So what we've done now is, We've said, Rebbe uses Shema for halacha, teaching us that Shema must be audible, and uses Vahaya to teach us as we didn't read in any, any language. Whereas the Rabbi Sino says Shema teaches us, uh, sorry, Vahaya has to be read in Hebrew only. Whereas the Rabbi Sino, Shema teaches us to be in any language. What about Vahaya? says, What do they use Vahaya for? They're not using it to tell us that it can only be read in Hebrew, but rather, that you cannot read Krishma out of order. According to Rebbe, how does he know you can't read it out of order? Mitvarm hadvarm. The verse says, um, um, the verse says dvarim. Well, first the verse says dvarim, and it's the first. The first says dvarim hadvarim. It should say dvarim. What's the extra hey? The extra hey teaches us that it cannot be read out of sequence. Again, sorry, I muddled that there. It says it should say dvarim. It's it says hadvarim that teaches us. What's hadvarm? The words the extra hey teaches us it cannot be read out of order. What do they do with the extra the fact that it has an extra hey there? They say it's not a, it's not there's no significance to it. So what does that leave us? That leaves us at the following. Rabbis say Shema can be read in any language, because the word says Shema. Hero Israel, any language you hear it. Rabbi, Rabbi says no, only only in Hebrew, because that's Vahayu in this way. And then we have to figure out what they do with respect if she does. Shema, according to Yehuda, tells us it has to be audible. Rabbi, don't learn that. The Hayu, they learn, has to be read in the sequence. And Rabbi says, no, that's from Hadvarim, whereas the Rabbi say we don't learn out from the extra hey. Now, from here we can derive the following, or can at least attempt to derive the following. 
If Rebbe needs a special process to tell us that the Torah, that, that Shema must be read in Hebrew, the implication is the rest of the Torah can be read in any language and must not, does not have to be in Hebrew. If the Torah had to be read in Hebrew, so why do we need a special pasuk to specify Shema had to be read in Hebrew? From the fact that I need a special pasuk to say Shema can be read in Hebrew equals the rest of the Torah can be read in English. You think, what's wrong with reading the rest of the Torah in English? What are we talking about here? So clearly we're not talking about when we're reading it to learn, but rather when there are times when we have to read the Torah on a level, when the Torah mandates that we read the Torah, when is that? And this is a very important Tosfos right here. I thought Gudzano Abayz, remember it? 17B in Megillah. To- it says Tosfos, I'll tell you one. One, he goes, anytime we read the Torah, it's the Rabbanon, Levada with the exception of Parshas Zachar. Ding, 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 ding. Dehavida Raisa. This is the first source that tells us that Parshas Zachar, reading Parshas Zachar is Daraisa, which is why we all go crazy to go to show and listen. And the rabbi gets up there and says, please listen and have in mind that you want to destroy all the Amalekis and uh, make sure not to, uh, to to space out, because if you do, then you uh, don't fulfill your mitzvah Daraisa of Parshas Zachar. Why does the rabbi say that? Because of this Daisis over here. Um, because the Gemara says to us that the Torah has to be read in Hebrew, or the assumption is has to be read in Hebrew, and the question is what, what's Torah generally is reading to only the Rabbanon answers when the Torah does mandate reading Parsha Zohar, and then Tosis goes on to give other examples. Okay, so what we just did here was we said, according to Rebbe, that all the Torah can be read in English, which is why you need a special positive to tell Shema must be read in Hebrew. And says the Gemara, that's not a very good inference. Let's reject that. Maybe, perhaps, you can say the reason we need a special positive here is Sagadai of Shema Rabbanon. Because had you not had Vahayu, you would have learned like the rabbis. And the rabbis say Shema teaches us you can read Shema in any language. Therefore, Kasarach went to Vahayu to counteract that and say you can only read it in Hebrew. But don't derive from here that the rest of the Torah can be read in English. Uh, we're not. It's, it's a, we're neutralizing that 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 uh, that inference. Okay. From the fact that the rabbis have a special uh, word uh, and derive that Shema teaches us that that Shema can be read in in any language, the implication is any other time there's a mandate to read to read the Torah, i.e. Parshat Zohar, must be read in Hebrew. Because you can read in any language. Why is it necessary for the Apostle to tell us Shema and from there we can derive only here, if you read in English, when you can read everything in English. No, it's Maybe you would have learned how you interpret it like Rebbe. How you said this must be read in Hebrew. To counteract and say nope. It can be read in any language that you understand. Tefillah minalan. How do we know Shmon Esri must be read in sequence? As in, how do we know there's an order to Shmon Esri? It's not the Gemara is going to go through trying to tell us when the Antik Knesset uh put together Shmon Esri, there was an order to the Brachos, and this is the logic, the internal reasoning behind why the Brachos go in the progression that they do. Did Tanya, we have the following Brisa. Shimon Apakuli is dear Shmon Esri. So Shimon Apakuli, um, Established the Shmon Esrei, or really his theory implies he ordered the Shmon Esrei. Lefnei Rabbi Gamliel al Seder Yavne in front of Rabbi Gamliel in Yavne and the Yavne Lefmel. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Amar Levi Masnisetan. Said Rabbi Yochanan, some say was taught in a Brisa. May Vesher the King Behem come and the Vim Tikkun Shmon Esrei but Brachos al Seder. There was 128 elders, among them were prophets who formulated the 18 blessings in a specific order. And I pointed out in the past, and I point out again now that. Behind all the every even every word of we talked about this in a Sunday morning show actually behind every uh, bracha is actually a verse 
And Rabbi Salvechik explains, because who are we to come before God and start asking God for things? So what we do is we utilize the verses of the prophets, as we see here, to and take their words and use it for our purposes. So every behind every um, bracha, there are psukim, and you look in the Sefer Abujaram, uh, Rishon, he actually tries to think, uh, tries to uh, figure out what are the psukim throughout Tanakh for each pasuk. Let's see some. How do we know once you say a bracha dedicated to Avos, as in Elke Avram, Elke Yitzlach, Elke Yaakov? Shinemar, the Pasuk says to him, Hovul Hashem Bnei Render unto Hashem, you the sons of the powerful, those being the Avos. Unayin Shomer Gevuros, Re'atagibar, So he says, Shinemar, Hovul Hashem, Kavod Vos. Next part of it is, Render unto Hashem, honor and might. Unayin Shomer Kedushos, Atakadoshim Chakadosh, Shinemar, uh, render unto Hashem the honor due to his name, bow to Hashem in the splendor of his holiness. Thus, we have the first three brothels. Why do they, okay, they know there are 18 things that have to be said. Why put wisdom after the bracha of Atta Kadosh? Shinemar, the Pasuk says, Vigdishuas Kodesh Yaakov, Zalke Yisrael, Ya'aritsu. The Pasuk tells, tells us in, yeah, I think it's Yeshayahu, yeah, it is Yeshayahu, and they shall sanctify the Holy One of Yaakov, and the God of Israel they will revere. And next, Pasuk tells us, And those who erred in spirit will know insight. Okay, so we see that here, after it mentions God's uh, holiness, we mention insight. Why do we say Tshuva? Uh, after, after, after Bina, Pasuk continues and says, um, sorry, and Pasuk says, and his heart shall understand, this is actually earlier on in Yeshayo, and his heart will understand, and he will repent and be healed. So it should be uh, uh, healing, I know, rather than about repentance. So, lo for it was written, and let him return to Hashem, as he should repent, and he will have mercy on him, and to, for, and to our God, for he will abundantly forgive. So we, hear, we see here that forgiveness followed repentance. So we have two verses. We have the first verse that was telling us that seemingly um, healing follows, and this one's telling us tshuva follows. Which one are we going to go with? Why are we going to go with one, not the other? So says the Gemara, Ksiv Krahrini, Hasloach Asoleach Lavoni Arofi the Holtach Tal Achyuche Hagoyo Mashtes Chochi. This Pasuk is in Tehillim. It says, Who forgives all your sins, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, Lememra de Geula Urufua Basa Slichahi. He just a redemption and healing come after forgiveness. But it still says he shall repent and be healed. That implies the healing comes after, after repentance. This is not a healing of disease, rather a healing of forgiveness. Okay, so now, why do we say Gula in the seventh bracha? What's why? Why are we say Gula in the seventh bracha? Says the um, says the Gemara Amarava because Israel is going to be redeemed in the seventh year. All right, whatever that means. So the Gemara explains. But says our master, the sounds of war will be heard in the sixth year. Yeshua's Muhammad is in the seventh year will be war. 
the son of David, Mashiach, will come at the conclusion of the seventh year, not during the seventh year. So I think this is a very important Gemara for, for us, uh, for us uh, Zionists. The war, the war with all that comes, all the tragedy, all the calamity, all the terrible, uh, the terrible things that war brings, that's also considered the beginning of the redemption. Don't think just because there's war, we're not living in a re, a, 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 the beginning of the redemptive era. It's mi senu, if you will. But and that, but the very fact that there is a war that shows us, as says the Gemara, that we're at, we're at the eve of, of Ben David Ba, of, of King David coming. Okay, let's not learn any sort of philosophy out of uh, remarks I make uh, by the side when we, uh, when we uh, do Megillah, but there's what to talk about another time. And why do we say uh, Because the circumcision takes place on the eighth day when you need a refuel Why do we say the blessing of the years in the ninth month? In the, sorry, in, in the ninth bracha, Amrav Alexandri says to Alexandri against those who raise the prices of food unfairly Want break the strength of the wicked. This is referring to those who, uh, who I guess, engage in some sort of predatory uh, uh, practices when it comes to uh, loans or comes to uh, uh, monopolizing and, and raising prices. This is said in the ninth psalm, ninth chapter of Psalms. Okay. Why are we mentioning the gathering of the exiles after the blessing of the years? Because the Apostle tells us in Echesco. For you mountains of Israel sprout forth your branches and give forth your fruits to people for that you are close to returning. Again, another point uh, on the previous point that it's not that Israel only will have will only give forth its produce when Mashiach comes, but actually part of the sign that Mashiach that we're close to returning, that we are Karav Lavo is the fact that um, that Israel is starting to sprout forth branches again. See, I think all you have to do is learn Tanakh, and you become the biggest Zionist ever. It's the it's, it's the book of Zionism. Okay, but uh, I'm just on the Zionist mood now. Okay, I always the cave into the scabs of the girls nice and didn't him. And once the uh, exiles have assembled, judgment visited on the wicked. Again, another point. I, I think I can read everything from this point. There's a book Eretz Yisrael on the Parsha where he just finds like a, a vart of Eretz on every Parsha. I'm doing it right now. Judgment visited on the wicked. It's not that we have to have all the wicked people destroyed and the Mashiach comes, but actually it's part of once we all the exiles gather. And then, again, that's all part of the Messianic era. They all coming. And I was story judged as the first, meaning after, after, um, I'll turn, I'll skip the line, I'll turn my hand upon you and purge away your, your, uh, dross, and then I'll story judged as at first. Here's the Gemara of a cave, once the judgment passed Hashem, Kolhat Peshayim and transgressors will cease to exist, so will the presumption of sinners include with them, and all the destruction and transgression of sinners shall, shall be together, as in they shall cease to exist. Gemara continues, the cave and Shakular of Sham is Rome most Karen Sadiqim. Once the transgressors perish, the righteous will be exalted. The Ksiv, the Chol Karni Yashom Agade to Roma Karno Sadiq. As is written, all the horns of the wicked are cut off, exalted shall be the horns of the righteous. And I just want to point out here, I think someone once said this, it's not that the righteous didn't exist beforehand, but so often 
when the wicked are around, either people are focusing on that or they spend time taking down the righteous when they're no longer there. So that allows the righteous to kind of come forth, be able to recognize, oh, wait, all the cynicism we heard about that rabbi or that holy person, it wasn't true. And they really are. It's a holy person. They can see them with new lenses. The and all the righteous converts are included with the righteous that says, You should rise in the presence of an old man in honor of a sage. Next verse it says, When a convert dwells among you. Okay. And where will the horn of the righteous be exalted? In Yerushalayim. Pray for the peace of Israel, and those who love you will be serene. The Kavish Nishin is Nivnos once it Yushan is built. But David, David will come. And Shnemar, as the Pasuk says, this is the next bracha. Achar Yeshuv in Israel, Uvaxus Hashem, Lokechem, as David Malkim. Afterwards, the children of Israel shall return and seek Hashem their God and David their king. The Kavish Nishin, but David boasts Fila. And once David comes, prayer will come. Shnemar, by the Ozimel, Harkot, she be Simach, the best of Fila, see. Ola Sayem. And we have that one. Came with Shabbat Tefillah, Ba Voda. Once you have Tefillah, Voda comes. Shnemar, all the same. Zivchayim, Matzon, Alm Bizbichi. That's Mr. Chazan. And name is Shulchan Tzion Barachamim. Came with Shabbat Voda, Ba Zatoda. Once you have the the Temple service, you have the Thanksgiving service again. Shnemar, Zovech Toda Yach Bidena. The He who um it says He who offers Thanksgiving honors me. Okay, we're gonna stop here because we already went into the next daf. But just one point that I threw out a couple a couple times here. And that is, there is a lot of discussion and debate about this whole, what, what, what needs to happen in order for Mashiach to come? And what, what's the order? And again, this is a important Gemara uh, that talks about it. It's, it's a sign that Mashiach came that because, you know, King, you know the uh, Beis HaMikdash is built, or does the Beis HaMikdash need to be built in order for Mashiach to come? The sign that Beis HaMikdash came is because all of Kalal Yisrael is in Eretz Yisrael, or the sign that, that or does Mashiach, is Mashiach only going to come when all Kalal Yisrael goes to Eretz Yisrael? These are questions for another time, and for now, I wish you a wonderful day.